106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. The FBI exists to investigate crimes. But in the case of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, it appears that they might have existed to manufacture one. As the motion filed by the Department of Justice yesterday explained, the FBI set out to interview General Michael Flynn when they had no predicate predicate for any investigation of any crime. We were pleased to learn yesterday that the Justice Department moved to drop the case against General Michael Flynn, though it took several years It is encouraging to see that justice finally prevailed. As we move forward as a country, it's important to take these revelations very seriously in order for Americans to have faith in our justice system. If the top leadership of the FBI can target a three-star general who served this country for three decades, make no mistake, they can target you. It's hard to believe that this happened in the United States of America. Let me get this straight. You can pack 200 people into a Walmart during these lockdowns, but you're not allowed to gather 12 people in a church? You can buy weed because dispensaries are labeled essential businesses, but my sister's dance studio has been shut down for two months and counting? You let big box retailers stay open for business while 40% of small businesses across the country may shut down permanently because they can't keep their heads above water? You forbid children from going to school, even though kids have very low risk of COVID-19, but you force nursing homes to take COVID-19 patients, even though the elderly infirm are at very high risk from the virus. You ban drive-in church services and give tickets to congregants who attend in their own cars, in the parking lot, with their windows rolled up and the sermon on the radio, but you encourage curbside pickup at restaurants so we don't blame the economic crash on you. You lock us inside our homes with our families, even though transmission of the virus happens most inside among family members, but you shut down beaches and parks, even though transmission of the virus via casual contact happens rarely. You lie to us about face masks and tell us they don't work to manipulate our behavior to save the PPE for medical providers, and then weeks later, you fine us $1,000 if we don't wear a mask. You say the economic devastation from the lockdowns is worth it if it saves even one life. But you ignore the lives that will be lost thanks to the lockdown. From suicide, drug overdose, and despair. Abuse, starvation, economic devastation, or medical treatments delayed and surgeries canceled. Politicians said the government-mandated lockdowns are for our own good. But that's a lie. Politicians claim they're following the science. But that's a lie, too. They told us social distancing for 15 days to prevent the hospitals from crashing. And that turned into 30 days to lower the reproduction rate of the virus. And that morphed into no new normal for maybe years until there's a vaccine. Enough. Science says most people don't die from COVID-19. The death rate for people between the ages of 18 and 45 in New York is 0.01%. That's 11 per 100,000. The death rate for kids in New York is 0%. Science says kids are not a vector for transmission of this virus. Science says the virus is transmitted among our families at home. 
Science says sunlight kills the virus, and transmission of the virus outdoors happens 18 times less than inside. Data shows people's activities slowed. The reproduction rate of the virus slowed in Europe before the lockdowns were imposed, thanks to individual social distancing, not government dictates. Data shows there's no correlation between the lockdowns and COVID-19 deaths in U.S. states that locked down early versus U.S. states that locked down late. Lockdowns were never supposed to defeat COVID-19, but indefinite lockdowns will destroy our economy and our country as we know it. Well, good day to you. Oh, hold on here. I need to get some headphones on. All right, now I'm hooked up. I thought, man, that sounded goofy because I'm goofy. I'm here in the middle of the night. It's busy out here. We're fighting the coronavirus. It's crazy. There's coronaviruses sneaking around the neighborhoods. Everybody's hiding in the house, peeking out through the blinds like a tweaker, wearing, wearing these muzzles on their face. And now we got this Dr. Ratchet. Uh, she's the, the doctor from up in this area, but she doesn't do medical work. She does political work. So she's telling everybody that you've got to wear a muzzle and you you got to stay in your house and peek out the blinds to make sure if you step out, Corona's not going to jump on your rear end and get you all screwed up. So uh, this is Lou Benninger. You're listening to No Hostages Radio. Uh, this is our 59th broadcast, podcast, whatever cast you want to do. And it's uh, M- May 16th. And there's so much going on, I had to do a, a tip, trauma intervention a monthly meeting tonight. And I always get fouled up the second w- week of the month because I just got too much to do. I'd rather do this midday. But I'm out here in the middle of the night. It's nice and quiet, though. That's one benefit. No dogs barking. No garbage trucks going by. Nobody ringing the doorbell, calling. So it's nice and quiet. It's peaceful. It's almost like smoking some weed. It's nice and peaceful, but I don't do that anymore. No adult beverages and no adult uh, products, smoke products. So uh, welcome and thank you for listening. So I'm not quite sure how you found us, whether you just clipped on to us on a podcast, No Hostages Radio, or somebody may, maybe you read an article and it said go to our website, nohostagesradio.com. You can look at all the podcasts there, or you can catch up with uh, some of the articles I'm writing for the Territorial Dispatch up here in Northern California. We are living under a dictatorship with uh, Governor Lardhair Newsom, and uh, we uh, I'm just wondering whether we're going to be able to get out of this thing without firing a shot. But it's uh, something on my mind. I've been down to three demonstrations at the Capitol. we got another one coming up uh in a week or so, and uh, at some point, some something's going to get out of hand, 
And right now, the we have no First Amendment rights. If you're listening from another state in California, we have no First Amendment rights. You only have a right of uh, assembly if the government will give you a permit. So uh, per, no permit, no assembly. You're illegal. And um, we have no Second Amendment rights uh, for gun rights because you have to go to the sheriff and ask permission and take a test and do a background check to see if you can have a uh, concealed weapon permit. So the the uh, I was going to say the Bible says, but I think it's a it's a spiritually inspired document, the Declaration of Independence, and then the uh, Bill of Rights, and the Constitution, and the first two amendments to the Constitution were focused on government that it shouldn't mess around with assembly and the church. And it shouldn't uh, infringe upon our rights to have guns. Didn't say anything about getting permission to have a gun. So uh, anyway, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. We're going to be on here for about two hours and 15 minutes, about six 20-minute segments or so, taking a break. Uh, I take a break, but but you don't. Uh, we have clips that we play while I'm – actually, I play them so because they're smarter than I am, and so I I don't – I get bored easy, and I wouldn't want to listen to somebody talk as long as I'm talking if that's all they did. So I like to put some clips in there uh, to keep you uh, stretching your brain, enlarging your brain. Let's see. So you can reach me if you care to at uh, No Hostages Radio, Lou at No Hostages Radio, L-O-U, Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com. I will. I, I look at those emails. I don't get a. I don't get a ton of emails from a variety of people. I do get a friend of mine. He loads me up with. He's a researcher for me, out in Missouri. He fled California recently. Couldn't take it anymore. So he's a. Uh, he's a displaced person from California, and uh, so that's my email. If you want to call or text me, you can reach me at five three zero seven one three. One eight three eight five three zero seven one three one eight three eight. I don't screen calls. I do answer calls because I run a trauma intervention program and I take follow up calls on that line. So I don't play games with people. I take calls and try to handle people's situations. So, uh, but if you get a voicemail, that just means I'm on the on the other line or just I wa- just walked out of a two and a half hour meeting. It's actually a three hour meeting, four hour meeting. Uh, so I couldn't take a call in those types of situations either. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, we're at a difficult time in the country right now. Uh, we're in the midst of a, a nonviolent coup. Uh, this coup uh, has been uh, choreographed by criminals, criminal deep staters and globalists, one world government people that threw a virus at us claimed that it was the Black Plague, said that the only way to avoid it was to hide in our house, put a muzzle on, or if we had to come out of our house, keep what they call social distancing, which is a crock of crap. There's no such thing as it. There's no test ever been run on it. There's no science. You know, Fauci, oh, Mousy Fauci, uh, Tony Fauci, that dude is always talking about, well, yeah, we don't, hydroxychloroquine, we, we don't have any real tests on that. 
So it's just anecdotal. Well, there's no tests on social distancing. In fact, I'll tell you right now, it will screw up your life to social distance. What you need to shake hands, hug people, kiss people, get some germs on you and let your germs, let your germ fighting mechanism called the immune system get up, get up against those and build up an immunity to it. Our system is built on the fact that you have to have an active immune system. That means you got to mix it up with people. You do not want to wear a mask. Right now in the Yuba Sutter counties of California, they, they are just instituting incredible. I thought we were dialing down, and they're kicking it up a notch, and they're going to force people to wear a mask to buy any food. Now, I'm telling you, somebody's going to knock the windows out of some of these stores and go in there and get it when they're not available, and they're going to go in without a mask. But they're doing something really stupid. Now, masks are not proven. In fact, here's here's. For, let me back up. There's no science, none on social distancing. It's called faux science, F-A-U-X. It's junk science. Secondly, there's no science that says that putting a mask on your face and breathing your own carbon dioxide is healthy for you. In fact, they'll kill you in the, in the end. Now, it's just I don't care whether a doctor that the doctor of your county tells you that we got a doctor. Doc, I call her Dr. Ratchet because she is a political uh, hack for Gavin Newsom's operation. She is not giving me medical advice. If I went to my medical doctor and I needed some help and he kept giving me politically correct crap, I would go find me another doctor. But in this case, we got this woman. It could be a man or a woman. I'm not picking on the gender. I'm picking on what's coming out of the gender. And that's baloney coming out of her. And she's got these supervisors with a bean up their nose because they won't think on their own on these city council people. They won't go out and get the science. I got doctors telling me left and right, Lou, masks are crap. We only have, we only wear a mask in surgery because we don't want to spit in somebody's belly when we got them cut open. We don't want to sneeze in somebody's belly, or or have some kind of uh, spray come out of my mouth in somebody's incision. But that's not for everyday wear. If God wanted you to have a mask, He would have built one right in there. Think about it, people. Will you quit just following stupid advice from government officials? They're getting, let me tell you something. There's all kinds of, some of you people say, oh, well, on the internet, and you know, it's just a conspiracy. You know, they're not really, you know, you can get anything off. Listen, there's all kinds of doctors coming out. There's nothing healthy about self-quarantine. The longer you stay held up in your house, the weaker your immune system gets. The longer you have that damn mask on, the the least the less oxygen gets in your lungs. Your lungs, you need a lot of oxygen. You do not need any carbon dioxide. That's what you spit out the plants like your carbon dioxide, right? You take in the plants, you poop it out, fertilize the plants, right? You get that, or go back and take some science. Get it. Get a. Get on an uh, online course or something. I'm telling you, everything that Fauci and, and Blinky Burks has been telling us is making us sick. Let me tell you one of the worst things for your immune system is. It's being stressed out and angry like I am. It, 
you will get sick. And, and probably every time you get a cold or something, you'll think about it and you'll think, oh, yeah, I haven't been getting enough sleep. I've been eating a lot of sugar. I've been, I haven't been eating a balanced diet. I haven't been getting any exercise. And now I'm sick. Now I got a really bad funky cold or I got the flu or I got something. Right. Because you let you just weren't caring for yourself. You weren't getting enough sleep. Right. Locking people up in their homes, jerking people around is bad. Now, I don't want to spend all the time. I just got I'm on a a rant here. And uh, this thing has got me all jacked up because I hate it when government and criminals in government take advantage of common people in this country that are working their butts off, working their fingers to the bone, trying to make a living for their, themselves and their kids, for God's sake. Some of these people, Gates, Burks, and Fauci need to be taken out behind a building and shot through the forehead. These people have totally screwed up this country, and they got a bunch of hacks like uh, Dr. Ratchet over here in Yuba Sutter County that are lying to people and playing games with uh, lard hair down here in Sacramento uh, saying that what they're trying to save our life. They're not trying to save anybody's life. We don't have anybody going to that darn hospital over here. That hospital is not serving the needs of this community at this point because the government has got it shut down. Adventist Hospital, they're good people. They got a good operation. But this government has shut down everything. You think about it. They've done everything they can to screw up this economy and screw up people's health. They are not, they are not providing for the health, of, health and wealth of our people. That means we need to kick them to the curb. And if we need to take out and take them out, totally out, we need to take care of that as well. So, uh, listen, I want to uh, mention a couple things to you. We got the governor coming down here and kicking butt down here, telling us we can't sell liquor, and if we and if you're selling liquor in a in a hamburger place or steak place or or a Italian cottage, whatever you're doing, you can't sell food either. If he's control trying to control these restaurants by controlling the alcohol, he said you got to shut the whole place down. Now listen, that's a violation of our constitution. Now some of you can't even you don't even know what letter the alphabet constitution starts with. The politicians around here couldn't find the constitution if both hands were on their butt and they were looking for it in the crack of their butt. They they're clueless. And then the problem is from their butt on upward, when you go feeling up there, there's no spine there. They can't stand up and tell the governor to shove it, that whole Sacramento Capitol right up his rear end. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He's violating the constitution and somebody needs to put a bullet in the dude. That's what the, that's what our founding fathers would have done. They would just polished the dude off. Are you kidding me? They came. Why don't you read the history? They came up, and you know what they're going to do? This is what started the whole deal. They were coming up to take the guns from the patriots. And so they shot it out, and they shot eight patriots at the first encounter. It was just over confiscation of guns. These guys have shut down people's entire livelihood and are and are causing them to rot in their own houses. And everybody's kind of thinking, well, you know, we got to just do what they say. Like, oh, hey, how come you're not wearing a mask? You're, you're going to get me sick. I'm telling you, people have lost their minds. They don't even know what the Constitution means. Jesus, help us. So here's what's going on. I'm going to tell you, 
you can know nothing about the Constitution. And, and uh, Church of Glad Tidings just told me before I came on the air a few hours ago that they're bringing in one of the top Constitution scholars in the country. Her name is Chris Ann Hall and her husband, J.C. They're both teachers on the Constitution. Chris Ann Hall used to be a governor, uh, sorry, an attorney for the state of Florida. She was a state attorney. And uh, she got sideways with the government because she's too conservative down there in Florida. And she started working with the Tea Party. They kicked her to the curb. They said either knock that off, teaching on the Constitution and stuff and what our rights are, or we're going to we're going to. Uh, we're going to end our employment of you. So she left and began to teach on the Constitution. Now, listen, we need to make a stand here. We think, oh, yeah, the you know, we 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 stood out. You Sutter County. Listen, we're just getting started. We're just getting started here. This fight is just getting started. You, do you know right now that um, you cannot go to the Capitol? You know how big the Capitol is? It's a couple blocks square, right? And it's got a massive acres and acres of lawn and roses and beautiful trees. Do you know that you cannot go down there as a citizen, as a taxpayer, as an American, and you can't disagree? You can't hold a protest down there if you disagree with the governor. Do you know that? Now, the Constitution says you have a right to assemble, period. It doesn't mean it doesn't ever say you have a right to assemble if you get a permit, or if they like what you're going to assemble about. The whole concept of assembling is you're assembling to give them hell, right? You're not assembling to give them heaven. You're assembling to try to un- undo the, the wrong that the government has done. So right now, when you go down to the, I've been down there three times in four weeks at the Capitol for demonstrations. We started off, we never did go in a building, but we started off up near the steps of the Capitol and they took batons shields, helmets, and pushed everybody all the way back, which is probably about 50 yards or 75 yards, all the way back to the street. And they said it's illegal to be on this property. You didn't get a permit. That is against the Constitution, dude. And you know something? Let me help you out with this deal. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what's going on right now? Our forefathers fought the British to obtain their declared rights that they believe they had from God. We have played around and played around and fooled around and fooled around, and we have let the government take away our rights. Even though they didn't give us our rights, God gave us our rights. Now I feel like whatever rights you want, you better get outside of your house, take that mask off, and go kick some butt and get your rights back. If you don't think you want your rights, that's your, hey, it's your life. It's your life. I want my rights back. And I'm going to fight for it. Cost me my life. Not a worry. Not worried about that at all. Some, it's something everybody else has got to come to terms with. So uh, so Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City, it's at Highway 99 and Eager Road. Highway 99 and Eager Road, north of Yuba City. 530-671-3160. The phone number is 530-671-3160. They're, they're flying in. J.C. and Chris Ann Hall, you can go to her website, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E Hall, all one word, ChrisAnnHall.com. You can, you can study off there. She's on YouTube. She's got all kinds of training. She's current on every issue that's shaken. She'll, she'll explain it to you. 
We're flying them in. She's, they're going to be at uh, Church of Glad Tidings on Thursday and Friday night of this coming week. That's the 21st and 22nd of May at 7 o'clock. There's no charge. We got it covered financially. And this, hey, this is long. Uh, this is fourth down and long yardage, folks. If you can't play, you're going to sit up there in the stands and spectator. You're going to get your nose broke. You're going to get all your rights taken from you. So we're doing an all-call out to all flavors, all ethnic groups, all religious groups, all faiths. This, all of you got a stake in the action. She's going to explain to you what your constitutional rights are uh, in America. So Thursday night, the 21st, Friday night, the 22nd. Then if you're a churchgoer and you want to hang into a service and hear Chris Ann and JC speak, uh, also on on Constitution during our normal church services out there. You can catch that at, at uh, 7 o'clock on the 23rd. That's a Saturday. And then 10 o'clock in the morning on uh, the 24th, that's a Sunday. So, uh, but the f- first two nights, all y'all religious folks, atheists, God-haters, whoever you are, you're welcome. And we welcome you to come. And there's no church service no money involved. It's just a straight meeting, and we're going to going to they're going to shake it down. So if you're if they've scared the hell out of you from Sacramento, and said we're going to take your we're going to take your uh, cosmetology license, we're going to take your liquor license, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. She will tell you it's you know uh, Doctor Ratchet. This is amazing. Doctor Ratchet says I advise all the business to go out and get attorney. Well, that's a fine thing to do, right? You get the government screws this thing so up so bad that now a small business that's barely hanging on is going to go out and where's the money going to come from to hire an attorney? Why doesn't the county pop for the attorneys for all these people? If you got our back, I thought the county was supposed to have our back. Why doesn't the county and the city pop for attorneys to represent as a class action suit for all our businesses instead of? Uh, well, do a little five-minute five minute YouTube. Well, I suggest that all of you go out and get attorneys. Yeah, $200, 300 $400 an hour. How, do you, how are you going to do that? We've been out of business. We haven't been any income. Now we're going to go out and get attorneys to fight Gavin Newsom and the Cosmetology Board and the ABC? Honestly, people, you people in the government, you got a flat brow. I, I think I think you've been having your parents or something had sex with a cousin or too close to home. Because you guys don't make any sense at all. You got like a broken chromosome or something out there. I'm going to be right back. I've blown through my time already. I'm going to be back for the second deal. Uh, hang in here. I got some good stuff on you. To, I'm just going to quick. I've got to do quick things, blow through this deal. You're going to get about a five-minute little uh, good exercise. Don't leave because I got some good stuff coming up. Then we're going to go on from here. Okay, hold on. But you better not complain, boy. You get in trouble with the man Let the midnight special Shine a light on me I'm going to say something that is very scandalous in the secular age. Science isn't supreme. 
science isn't supreme. We are not one nation under science. We are one nation under God. Our Bill of Rights isn't based on our science-given rights. It's based on our God-given rights. Our Declaration of Independence does not give us the right to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness unless scientists say otherwise. It says we are endowed with these rights by our Creator. So the Bill of Rights indeed transcends science. Now, true science, what can be verified with experimentation and conclusive evidence and God don't contradict each other. Science is a good thing. The Constitution was built upon what we know about human nature and the nature of power and the nature of government. But God is supreme over science, supreme over human nature, not the other way around. But so much of today's science is not bound by objective truth. It's bound by subjective politics, the so-called science of climate, of gender and sexuality, and even pandemics is largely driven by politics rather than objective reality and truth. This is another reason why science cannot be the sole or even primary driver of policymaking. Uh, this is a leftist buzzword, science. They believe that that word alone saying science or scientific is a trump card to support all their arguments and decisions. But it's not. First, because science nowadays, like I said, because of the way it's manipulated and politicized, has become subjective, but also because fundamentally liberty is more important than science. Morality is more important than science. Like I said, our rights are not derived from simply science. They are derived from God. Science is subject to human fallibility. God is not. Therefore, a society that is built on the God of the Bible is far more stable and far more humane and far more free than the society that is based on science. Uh, the prevailing so-called science says that we have to stay inside until there's a vaccine developed in 18 or so months. Hey, maybe two years. Who cares as long as it saves one life, right? And presumably this will be a mandated vaccine. I'm just assuming like if you want to work, you have to get a vaccine. They're already pushing for something called ID 2020, not a conspiracy theory. It's real. You can look it up. That would give everyone a digital ID that would show up on your fingerprint. That would be, I assume, I think it's injected through a vaccine, show up on your fingerprint to prove that you've been vaccinated. Uh, that is the exclusively scientific perspective on all of this. That is the perspective that views human beings as nothing more than bodies and the coronavirus, just another medical problem to solve. That's why they're okay with saying, okay, well, we have to do whatever it takes to solve this exclusively medical problem. That's the one dimensional, uh, conclusion, the materialistic worldview leads you to, but it's not reality. The reality is that human beings are not just bodies. Therefore, our only threat is not just the virus. It's not just a medical or physical threat. Human beings are people with souls. We have spiritual needs. We have social needs. We have moral needs. We are built for community. We are made to work. We need jobs not just for financial stability, but for morale, to fulfill the innate necessity for productivity that God placed in all of us. And we are made for freedom. That is a natural desire born in all of us, the desire for enterprise, for independence, for freedom. Come get up, gentlemen, I'm only passing People are crazy at times, are strange. I'm locked in tight, I'm out of range. I used to have things of... Well, righty then. I want to read this fun thing I just saw. 
on social media. It's the citizens versus the politicians, citizens running things versus the politicians running things. So one day a florist went to a barber for a haircut. After the cut, he asked about the bill and the barber replied, hey, I cannot accept money from you. I'm doing community service this week. The florist was so pleased he left and he left the shop. When the barber went to open the shop the next morning, there was a thank you card and a dozen roses waiting for him at his door. Later, a cop came in for a haircut, and when he tries to pay his bill, the barber again replied, I cannot accept money from you, sir. I'm doing community service this week. The cop was very happy, and he left the shop. The next morning, when the barber went to open up, there was a thank you card and a dozen donuts waiting for him at his door. Then a member of Congress came in for a haircut, and when he went to pay his bill, the barber again replied, I cannot accept money from you. I'm doing community service this week. The member of Congress was very happy and left the shop. The next morning, when the barber went to open up, there were a dozen members of Congress lined up waiting for free haircuts. And that, my friend, illustrates the fundamental difference between citizens and politicians who run the country. Citizens running businesses and politicians raping us. That's just what's going on. I'm going to explain more of it too later. And then I I ran into this meme, M-E-M-E, and uh, I thought it was so perfect because this this, uh, nefarious Tony the Lab Mouse Fauci who has been locked up and with uh, Blinky Burks in the lab for so long, and they pulled him out of the lab and put him behind a camera, and now they think they're they think they're uh, Brad Pitt. They they think they're movie stars. They're just they can't get enough of that TV time. So the. Uh, the byline on this photo of Fauci says, I know millions of you lost your jobs because I scared you with the fake virus models. But this is a complicated psychological operation and economic collapse was part of our agenda. Now, folks, that is not a joke. That's reality. If you think the issue here is a bug, is the black plague called the coronavirus, you just got sucker punched. Right. It's like the methamphetamine addict who's a thief and he stole his buddy's methamphetamine and then spent the rest of the night helping the guy look for it. That's exactly what happened. You got punked. We got punked. Everybody got punked. They shut down everything. Right. It's amazing to me how if you go to church, you're going to catch a coronavirus, but you can go to Home Depot. You can go have an abortion. You can go get some marijuana. You can go buy a fifth of booze, and you're not going to get coronavirus. But if you go to church, right, or you go get your hair done or your hair cut, you're going to get coronavirus. Does that sound stupid to you? If it does, you are absolutely sharp, and you've been had. You've been screwed over by Fauci, Burks, Bill Gates, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, all the, all the folks back there, the Schumers of life, they want a global government. The Obamas, they want a global government. They do not like the America. 
They they don't like America. They don't like it. And they are going, they're making, they're doing their best since they didn't get Hillary. They're doing their best. It isn't going to let up, folks. Either if you don't get up and do something, you're going to get run over. You might think, well, I'm a Christian. Listen, you know, you can be on the right track and still get on run over by the train, girl. You better get your butt up off the pew and do something. You better get up to bat and get, you know, you're not going to get out of the stands and grab a bat, get up to the plate and take a swing at the ball. Or you're going to get your nose broke. It ain't going to be kind. When people tell you to do things that are unhealthy for yourself and claims that's the way to save your life, that's like giving you a gun and says what you need to do is put it right close to your temple and squeeze and everything is going to be wonderful. Honestly, people, I've I've had some people I I thought were smarter than this that I've I've known for many years, and I thought, dude, you're the stupidest person. I thought I thought you were smart, and you are flat stupid. I could I could steal I could rip you off, steal and sock you up, and just rip you off, and do the razzle dazzle on your head. You remember when uh, Fauci says, uh, Fauci says, uh, when when some doctor said, hey, 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 I'm having real success using hydroxychloroquine and Z-Pax, erythromycin, and with some zinc, and I'm knocking this thing out in a couple days. Done deal. Person's back in the saddle again, roping calves. Two days, and it's like 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Fauci goes up, what'd you do? Hey, we don't, that's not been tested. That hasn't been lab proven, da, da, da. This drug's been around for what, 50 years? They've been, doctors been using it for, it isn't like any, this isn't like an off the, off the, uh, this isn't like coming out of Mexico or coming out of Afghanistan. So then I find out that Fauci has known for 15 years that chloroquine and it's even milder derivative derivative hydroxychloroquine or quin, however you want to say it, HCQ are the initials for 15 years. He knew that it would not only treat current cases of coronavirus, it could be therapeutic. That means it would knock it out. And I didn't know this. This is the first thing I, I've just heard this. It actually works as a prophylactic. That means it's a preventive. If you, that pre, if you take a prophylactic, that's something you're, it's like taking malaria medicine so you don't get malaria. That's prophylactic. So that hydro hydroxychloroquine is not only therapeutic, it's a prophylactic. Now, if he knew that 15 years ago, why didn't he share it with us if he loves you and all that stuff? He don't love you. He's a he is a chemistry chemistry tweaker. He's a tweaker. And he's got some kind of a power hungry, twisted Frankenstein spirit about him that he wants to control the world. So HCQ or hydroxychloroquine functions as both a cure and a vaccine. Doctor after doctor, I just watched a a, a, a black haired 
white uh, female doctor talk at one of the rallies in Texas who simply said they're trying to shut me down from using these simple, cheap products, and I'm curing these people in a couple days. I'm knocking that I'm knocking that coronavirus right out to hell. I'm I'm knocking it right back to hell where it came from. You, didn't you know that? You you thought did you think that disease come from God? No, they didn't come from heaven. It came from hell. Diseases of the devil. And these people that are monkeying around with these diseases in the Wuhan lab, Fauci and Burks, those people are of the devil as well. Gates, those people are antichrist people, folks. Maybe you say, well, I don't know. I'm not a Christian. Listen, you better be something. You better figure this thing out. You're going to get your you're going to get your clock cleaned. They're going to eat your lunch and pop the sack right on your forehead. HCQ functions as both a cure and a vaccine. You know what happened in down in Texas? All of a sudden, every time this doctor ordered these products, hydroxychloroquine for her patients, you know what they asked her? What are you using that for? That pharmacist has no right to ask a doctor that. That's that's private issues. The doctor-patient uh, relationship is totally private. It's a HIPAA violation to even get into that. He wanted to he wanted to track whether that person was being treated for coronavirus. But he the fact is that pharmacist, male or female, had no right to ask that. And the doctor said, "You haven't got any right to ask me that. Shut your mouth. Just give me the damn drug." Put it, I want the drug or tell me you're not going to sell it to me. I'll go to some other pharmacist. Anyway, it's it's the government is trying to control everything. Can't you get a clue here? Somebody just told me in, in Yuba Sutter, now you can't even go in a store without a mask. I think I was going to go over there and try to get one of them, uh, the Lone Ranger mask, just do my eyes. So it functions as a cure and a vaccine. In other words, it's a wonder drug for the coronavirus. Coronavirus isn't brand new. Coronaviruses have been around for a long, long time. They've known all about them. They study them. People have gotten sick from them before. All they did is made a big hullabaloo out of this and called it a pandemic. Oh, my God. Oh, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Let's hide under the bed. What's a coronavirus look like? Oh, it looks like a crown. It's like got crowns, like things sticking off it and everything. Oh, yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands a hundred times. Wash your fingerprints off, girl. In other words, it's a wonder drug for coronavirus. And actually, do you know who said that? Well, Fauci did back in 2005. Fauci, the NIH, National Institute of Health, in 2005, quote, Concentrations of 10, I can't even read that, 10 something completely. It's the amount of, I don't know, 10, I can't even read it. It's, it's a symbol. Anyway, it's given an amount of hydroxychloroquine. It says here, quote, concentrations of 10 something completely abolish SARS-CoV infection. Boom. Razzle daddle shapanda. Knocked it right out. Fauci's researcher ad chloroquine can effectively reduce the establishment of infection and spread of SARS-CoV. Now, why would he tell us that now? Because he's a darn liar. 
He's a sniveling liar. I'd like to just, if I had a chance, I'd slap the face right off that little punk. 79-year-old, what's he, how, how much money is he going to make off this vaccine, him and Bur- Blinky Burks and Willie Gates? How much money do they need? I wish they had always dropped dead anyway. You know, the Bible says pretty simple. That don't strive after all that money because somebody else is going to end up spending it for you anyway. 79 years old, the guy is a glory hound. He's just a darn glory hound getting up in front of them cameras all day. Well, yes, I answer. Yes, please. Let me. What's your question? Oh, yes, I can answer that for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know whether you should do that. I don't think. I think we best got to give it a few more weeks. Give it a few more. Oh, we don't want to answer. We don't want to start too fast. Oh, hydro- hydroxychloroquine? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. No, no, no. Oh, that that's, we never heard of that before. No, uh, we got to do testing on it. It's going to take like four or five years to text that and for- sort it out. The liar, he had it, He. this is all written down. Listen, people, the fact that you don't know, that just means you're stupid. If you don't know about it, it just means you don't know about it. You don't know what you don't know. You're getting punked. You're getting punked. So, uh, this coming week, if you live in the Yuba Sutter counties, Butte County, Nevada County, all these counties around here, you could drive over here in 45 minutes. You should come. You don't have to hire your attorney. We're giving you a free attorney, talking to you straight shot and giving you the straight scoop. A lot of these attorneys don't know Jack Diddley about the Constitution. Do you know that? I had a, I was talking to one of the city council members the other day, and I said, "Why don't you get your your attorney firm? You're paying ten thousand dollar retainer a month, and defend some of these businesses." Well, you know the, the 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 you know our our city attorney, you know he's just you know he's not he's concerned that that the state has the upper hand legally. I said, "Screw that guy, fire him. Just fire him. Keep the ten thousand. Let's go hire some decent attorneys to go out there and." kick butt and take some names we don't need no sissy attorney that can't that can't back you know something we got the da of yuba county wanting to cut off the power and water to some of our businesses that want to stay open we need some attorneys to blow some fire on that that uh capital down there blow burn some holes in the side of that building with his fire breathing we need to fire. We need to uh, hook up some lawsuits. The Harmy Dillon uh, firm down in L.A.—they've already filed a lawsuit on behalf of the cosmetologists. Thank God. We need somebody to kick down the ABC, the Alcohol Beverage Control. So you know, as I said last week, or maybe I wrote in an article, Ben Franklin said when they were going through this in the beginning with the uh, the Patriots, he said, "Hey." We need to hang together or we're surely all going to hang individually. Now, I want you to think about that. If you think, well, I just don't want to get involved. Like one of the supervisors, I think it was Randy Fletcher, just a damn sissy. Well, let's don't draw any more attention to us because, you know, they may call it a problem. I think, oh, get your little blankie and climb under the bed and hide with your little, with your little stuffed animals, you know chew on it and everything just you know chew on it get a pacifier i thought we hired a supervisor to go down and kick some butt protect us why do i need just a little prostitute a, a newsome prostitute a little hooker for newsome up here 
on our on our uh, on our boards. Why would I do that? Why don't we just eliminate those and let Newsom just run the thing up here? He's just a dictator. He's a two bit dictator. Somebody just needs to jack slap him. Somebody's going to end up. This thing is not going to end. I'm going to tell you right now. This thing is not going to end pretty. You think, oh, well, it's, it's going to be, we're going to blow over. It's just like, it's just going to, no, it isn't going to blow over. This ain't going to be all right. It is not going to be all right, folks. You better decide whose side you're on and, and you better bone up and learn, learn your lesson here. Because if you don't pay attention to get the lesson right, you're going to lose big. You know, there's sometimes in life where you can screw around. You can be passive. You can just keep going to the beach, going fishing, watching TV, going to get a movie, eating hot dogs, and you can just skim by because somebody else is doing the heavy lifting. But one of these days, when the chips, uh, it's really, it's really, uh, it's a big, it's a big event. And if you sleep in the showdown, you're going to really lose big. You're going to wake up and you're going to think, what in the world did we do? What in the world did we do? You know, Venezuela used to be by far the richest country in South America. And you know what the people did? They got a, they got the stupid spirit down there and they went in and voted in Hugo Chavez, who said he was going to nationalize all the businesses. Do you know who's like, oh, Hugo Chavez, but he's a white dude. That would be Gavin Newsom. You know why I say that? Because he said he wants to he wants to take over Pacific Gas and Electric, the biggest utility in the United States of America. Venezuela has more oil than anybody, and today they got to import fuel because they're, they're so screwed up. Why? Because they went socialist, the same way Gavin Newsom's taken California. And the people voted for Chavez. You know, a lot of times people will vote for the very person that screws their life totally up. People voted for Adolf Hitler. Did you know that? They thought he was a wonderful guy. You never, you better think about it, people. Well, I just, you don't have time to find out all the stuff about these candidates. You better take time. You better take time. That's all I'm saying. It's going to cost you. They're going to be up in your, you're going to be up in your business. You know, they're taking people out of their homes in the United States of America. They're removing people and children from their homes and taking them down and testing them and, and telling them they can't go back to their home right now. They're arresting. I saw they arrested an old couple who were out for a walk on Mother's Day. They arrested them because they were in the wrong place, the beach or something. They're arresting tattoo artists that run a little tattoo business down in southern southern United States. He just said, I had to work because I can't pay my rent. Does this, like, keep you awake at night? It's keeping me awake at night. Because I care about people that are hardworking people that got mouths to feed, children to put clothes on. And children maybe that have some compromising health issues, they need they need help. And our government is our cops are being used as stormtroopers to go in and bust down people that are trying to work. The crime is 
They're trying to support their family. Now, if they go and just go on welfare, government's happy about that. Why is that? Because they want to control them. They want to give them the money. They will control their food. They will control their drink. They will control their transportation, where they live, where they go, what they do with their lives, what they believe. It's called a social credit score. They don't like what you believe. You get a bad score. You don't get it, get as much mobilization. All right, we'll be right back. This our finishing our second clip or second segment, and we'll we got a couple of clips here for you to listen to. We'll be right Come on. Most of our patients either came by ambulance or helicopters, probably more by helicopters than anything else. And they would come in all hours a day and night. We worked 12-hour shifts six days a week, so 12 hours on and 12 hours off. One thing you never forget are white phosphorus burns, horrendous, horrendous uh, damage to uh, a person. And there is a smell that to this day I will never get out of my head. I, I will never forget the smell of that because it continues to burn the skin. I do remember well uh, a young man who came in uh, and had was a double amputee. He'd lost both of his legs. And he'd also taken a gunshot wound to the chest. And so when we stripped him down and rolled him over, his back stayed on the litter. I will never forget that as long as I live. There are many who are saying that this current COVID-19 crisis makes it necessary to suspend the exercise of God-given, constitutionally protected rights. This includes the freedom to practice religion, freedom of assembly and association, and the freedom to move about without molestation. However, no governor in any state has the authority to suspend the Constitution, and no pretended emergency legislation can give it to him because the legislature cannot give the governor an authority that they themselves do not have. Since right now our lives are being severely affected by these so-called executive orders, perhaps it is imperative for us to understand what they are and what they are not. Without much study, I can guess what they are not is a stroke of the pen, the law of the land, kind of cool, as defined by former President Clinton advisor Paul Begala. When I researched the first executive order given, it was back in 1789 by George Washington to the heads of departments, quote, to impress me with a full, precise, and distinct general idea of the affairs of the United States, end quote. As you may note, it was addressed to the officials of the executive branch of the national government. It was applicable to those already under his authority as head of the executive branch. Properly understood, this is the nature of executive orders. They are directives or policy instructions addressed to and binding upon persons who are already under the authority of the executive. But they have no binding effect on anyone else. They are not law, and they do not have the force of law. Only legislatures have lawmaking power, and that power is specified and limited by the Constitution. So what I'm hearing you say is, if the governor of a state wanted to do so, he could direct his department heads and employees in the executive agencies of the state to wear masks and stay six feet apart while they are in state office buildings. He could arguably order them to do that because they work for him? 
but he can't order the rest of us to do that because we don't work for him. He works for us. Yes, exactly. Executive orders have their purpose and place, but it is crucial that all Americans, and especially those in law enforcement, understand that they are not law and cannot lawfully be enforced. Therefore, I would like to remind all law enforcement agents that when you took your oath of office, you swore obedience and fidelity to the United States Constitution and the Constitution of your state. You did not swear allegiance to a mayor or a governor or a judge or a president. Your fidelity to your oath and to the rule of law requires you to abstain from enforcing any edict or order from a governor or any executive which lacks constitutional authority. In the words of Founding Father James Madison, we are right to take alarm at the first experiment upon our liberties. Finally, your duty requires that you shelter and protect the citizenry from all acts of lawlessness, even and especially when they originate from civil authorities. This is Jake McCauley and Dominic McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution bringing you The American View. Can't help about the shape I'm in. I can't sing. I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answers that you want me to. All right, here we go with third. Third segment. Well, I just saw you've seen these. Uh, if you, if you know, I don't know. I don't know who who you're. Uh, what stream your intellectual stream you're dipping into? But all my friends were all sharing all these videos from these immunologists, guys with triple PhDs that are blowing holes as massive holes, big as the ozone hole, through Fauci and Burke's baloney. They baloney. And um, we're watching all kinds of videos and stuff. And I don't know whether you see that law enforcement guy sitting in his, his, his patrol cruiser with his uniform on saying, listen, I fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. And he says, you cops keep violating people's rights like they're doing when I'm down in Sacramento. And I like CHP officers. I teach some of them. For trauma intervention. I like them. But those dudes down there taking illegal orders are not defending the Constitution and they keep cracking heads down there, going to get themselves shot. That's what's going to happen to them. They think, oh, yeah, well, we'll just be kicking your butt. Yeah, you'll be kicking our butt and you'll get, you're going to lose yours as well. We're going to rain hell on you people. That's what's going to happen here. And this guy was just saying it in a matter of fact way. He said, you, once you go on somebody else's turf and you mess with them long enough, like when we go into Afghanistan or Iraq and you try to go to somebody's neighborhood and jack them around, they'll shoot a bow and arrow through you. They got all kinds of rugged uh, fight fighting implements, hoes and shovels and stakes and stuff. They'll use anything on you. Once you pass the tipping point, it's on, baby. And American public is a peaceful people, and they love the police, and they support the police, and they want to be believers in, in an honest government. But they, they're getting tired of being punked, ripped off, raped, exploited, 
money taken for taxes and taking my money and giving it to the next door neighbor. I mean, they're doing it right here at this COVID thing. Sutter County Supervisor, Yuba County Supervisor. Now we got Marysville taking our tax dollars and giving it to a few businesses and just fine. Well, you know, we're, well, if we just help one person, fine. Give them your own damn money. Don't give them my money. I'm not for it. That's not your job. That's not your job as being a lending institution and giving my money and other people's money that we paid, we busted our butts for and saved, saved, saved and paid taxes. And you turn around and give it out to businesses to invest in businesses. That is not your job. It's interesting to me, as soon as these, quote, conservatives get on these boards and get a pot of money, they just start handing it out like they're kind of some kind of a social engineer. That's called socialism. You're in the wrong country. You need to follow the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution where the government becomes a lending agency or provides welfare for people or even does the education. It's socialism, folks. All right, so we got an officer. So this officer is talking, and and uh, and he he's just mild mannered. He just says, "Hey, guys and gals that are officers, I want to tell you, I've been watching you tramp all over people's constitutional rights, and at some point, they're going to say, I'm done with this. Particularly when you come in my house and try to test me, I'll shoot your butt. Better stay off my property." Don't even be thinking about it. I, I Just let me be here and die of COVID or whatever you want to give me. I will not take your vaccine, and I'm not taking no stinking test, and you just be, be willing to come here and have it out. I don't care whether I die. I just don't care. I live plenty, plenty long enough already as it is. I'm ready to go home. I got, I got home to go to. This, this country is not my home. I'm headed to heaven. That's where I'm at. That's, I'm interested in heaven. There's a lot more going on up there than going on down here. And not all this stupid stuff. People coming and trying to mess with my business. And when they start going door to door, they're going door. You think, oh, well, it is. Oh, Lewis, not going to. It's just a conspiracy there. It's not going to happen here. It's happening in Ventura County today. Dr. Ratchet, more notably known as Fung Lu who claims she's a doctor. She is a political hack. She's an administrator for Gavin Newsom. That's what she's doing. She's not out curing people. She's not checking people's noses and throats. She's not doing that. She's enforcing what she claims. It's not even a law. There's no law to hold you in your house. That's illegal. There's no law to put you on a mask. If they, if they want to, my feeling is, if people won't sell you that food, I just knock the darn window out in the middle of the night, go and go and get my own lettuce. It's called civil disobedience, people. Civil disobedience. Don't you remember? You ever heard of the Boston Tea Party? They went down at a ship. You know, in Venezuela, the big 52-foot freighter trucks coming in to bring food into town? They don't even let them get into town. They block the road, get the driver out of the driver's seat, open up the back, and take the food out before it even gets into town. The Patriots went to Boston Harbor, 
got on the boat and threw the cargo of tea from England into the ocean, ruined it. It's an act of civil disobedience. Now, J.C. and and his wife, Chris Ann Hall, are going to teach. J.C. is going to teach on the act of civil disobedience this weekend. We're, we're there, people. They're, they're getting, they're arresting people for being on the beach. You know, you know what the beach is good for? It's really healthy for you. It's great for your immune system. Did you know that? Why would they want to keep you off the beach? They say, oh, what's going to make people sick? It's not. It's not science, people. It's called junk science. They're just making up a good scenario. It's like a story. It's a novel. You ever read a novel? It's just somebody's story they cracked out. This is a big, been a national, you know something? Fauci and Bill Gates said, we're going to have a pandemic. Now, they didn't say within the next 50 years, like they predict earthquakes. Well, we're going to have the big, one of these days, the San Andreas Fault's going to slip, and we're going to have the big one. We're going to have the big one. California is going to split and part of it's going to fall into the ocean. Remember those kind of things? One of these days. No, they're not. They didn't say that. They said, we're having a pandemic now. They predicted it. They triggered it. They fired it up. It's just like they like said, start your engines at the Indianapolis, right? Start your engines, gentlemen. They started their engine and they, they had this thing planned from A to Z. Doesn't it seem like it to you? Oh, you think it's all just happenstance serendipitous honestly people so we got these officers starting to step out and and so i saw another one the other day defending the first officer because he got suspended now we got an officer his name's jordan duncan he's a lodi police department officer in california and poor jordan he questioned and ultimately refused to enforce the COVID-19 stay-at-home order. Thank you, Jesus, Jordan. I'm going to send you some money. In fact, they, well, let me tell you what happened. Officer Duncan sacrificed his own livelihood instead of ruining the lives of civilians and small business owners and shutting down churches. Now, what we did here in Marysville, we, the, the Marysville cops went down and they threatened Randy Mitchell and then they gave him a fine for $1,000. They would have taken him into jail, but they don't want him down there in jail because they're trying to empty out the jails. Did you notice they've been letting criminals out of the jail and then they arrest mom and dad? Does that seem odd to you? Seems odd to me. They arrested a salon owner, female salon owner, put her in jail for seven days, fined her $7,000, and left let murderers, rapists, and pedophiles out on the street. Do you think that's right? Or have you lost all your brains? Officer Duncan sacrificed his own livelihood instead of ruining the lives of civilians and small business owners and shutting down churches with the enforcement he would be required to execute orders from his superiors. Did you see that? It's not from the Constitution. It's not a law. It's the dictate of the damn governor down here. His superiors. Officer Duncan and his wife are close friends of mine, this person's writing this. I know them well, have known their family for many years. They have two very young children, and they need your help and support. So they did a fundraiser 
they did kind of like a GoFundMe thing or something like that. They did a $25,000 goal. They've already raised over $28,000. Thank you, Jesus. Officer Duncan and his family, uh, this coven, they're going to cover his general expenses and legal fees. Listen, people, if you want to, if you want any rights, the days of rights coming free, coming easy, no cost, they're over. You get it? They're over. The days of you getting your rights just because you're an American, forget about it. If you're not willing to fight for them, you get nothing. Nada. Nothing, nada. Let me read you this quote from the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. He's just not speaking in hyperbole or making an analogy, a comparison. He's speaking in real blood. And he's speaking about the blood of patriots, that means the good guys, and tyrants, that means the bad guys. Newsom and his nutcases that support, support him down there in Sacramento, they are called tyrants. They are, they are lawless. You think, oh, well, they're following the law. No, they aren't following any law. They are violating the Constitution, and not only that, they don't care about the Constitution. They are ignoring the Constitution, and the only way they'll be held accountable by the Constitution is if you pony up and show up at a, at a rally and get arrested or fund some of these guys that are standing up like Jordan Duncan, who is a Lodi police officer. Uh, and he may be one of a thousand that stands up because our local police officers are not standing up and they're going around uh, harassing people and, and sheriff's deputies. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Why, why would Jefferson say that? Because people get calloused. They, be, they become fat. They become lethargic, lazy. They become slothful in their maintenance of freedom and rights. So he says, Jefferson finishes by saying that the blood of patriots and tyrants is the natural manure that makes the tree of liberty grow beautifully. And you know how long it's been that since we've really had a serious slugfest? It's been a long time. We've been coasting on our predecessors' laurels. Jefferson was the author of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. You ask history majors in college right now, they can't tell you what President Jefferson was, what he did. They wrote the Declaration of Independence or what date that happened. They don't know Jack. You know why? Because the socialists don't want them to know because when you when you steal somebody's heritage, you can take you can steal them. You can take over. You can say things to them like you can't come out of your house. You have to wear a mask. You can't buy food if you don't wear a mask. I had a friend at the tip dinner tonight or tip uh, we have a tip training uh once a month for we go out on 911 calls. 
So we usually all bring food, and so we have a little food there because it's a long meeting, three hours, and uh, people are coming from work. So we always, just just so we have plenty of food, I, we tip usually picks up a few pizzas. So we were in a we had we couldn't meet in the government building because they because of COVID. Everybody's afraid of COVID. Even the appeal Democrat. Everybody's afraid of COVID. Did everything? Well, oh my God! One more person got sick. Nobody cared how many overdose. Nobody people cared how many people beat up their wives or beat up their husbands because they've been locked up in their house. Nobody cared about how many people shot themselves. Nobody counted how many people had tuberculosis this week or had chlamydia or got syphilis. Why are they not counting those things? Because it's just a big charade. The whole thing is a big charade, folks. So history majors today, they don't know he's the third president of the United States from 1801 to 1809. They don't know he wrote the Declaration of Independence. They don't know what he wrote there. The tree of life must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. They don't even know what the difference between a patriot and a tyrant Somebody better do something. I'm interested to see when we put this out here on inviting people to have free teaching on the Constitution. Not so just you'll know something, so you can be civilly disobedient. I'm planning on roughing, the, roughing up the governor's feathers. That's what I'm planning on doing. I'm planning on throwing some tea in the drink. I'm planning on having a, a face-off with some of these dudes. It's It's my rights. I got some grandkids that they don't understand the fight we're in, but they're going to lose big if I don't do something. What are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to put a mask on and wait for the next 50 people to get in the store. Hell no, I'm going to bust the window out. That's what you're going to do, just wait 10 at a time, wear your little cute little mask that says Jesus loves you on it, and ask me and I'll tell you about him. Is that what you're going to do? Cute little mask. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't save you. You're sucking that COVID. If you get some COVID floating around, you suck right. That It's not keeping COVID out of there. All right, people, you need to, like, smarten up. Smarten up. I got a notice from Creative Light Theater this week. I thought, come on, girl. We're actually going to go ahead. You know, we've been having churches, church out there at Glad Tidings. People in, oh, you're gonna, you guys are just rebellious. Like you're Christian, you're not. You're supposed to follow the government. It didn't say that in the Bible. You know something? People, people go read the Bible like they eat at a buffet. They just pick and choose what they like. Pastors, big sissies, big old dogs are overweight. They look all over inflated. Man, they weigh like they're. They're morbidly obese. That's the most, I think, holy mackerel, dude. Like, do you, do you study as hard as you eat? You're like funky. You're funky fat. Oh, well, you know, we're just like, we just want to love the government. We just, we just want to do what, we just want to be kind. And then they stand in front of, I, I got it. I keep blocking them off my Facebooks. Like, they're so damn religious. Makes me sick. It's like, do you know Jesus or you just know religious platitudes? 
I'd say, I, I, would, I would rather go do heroin than be involved in their church. Chase, I got more respect for some of these addicts I work with and foolish church stuff, just nuts. Oh, well, God is everywhere. No way. No way. God is everywhere. I'm, I thought he was just in, in the building. Why didn't the Jews figure that out? They always went to the temple. Well, back then, the Holy Spirit was just locked up in the temple in a little box. God wasn't everywhere. He just like didn't he didn't go anywhere. He just hunt hunt around the Israelites. But then when they went to the desert, he was out there. But God would show up in the temple. Oh, you mean the temple is actually has some significance? The glory of God was in the temple. You know, people. Oh yeah, the building. Oh, our meeting. We don't need to meet again. We don't need to meet every again. I like them. Then we can not even look at what we do at our church. We'd say, well, we don't like what pastor's speaking today, so we'll watch over there and watch this one. You know, something people we've lost our we've lost our friggin' mind. Lost our mind. Oh yeah, well it's just. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that. Like like this old Zoom and all that Zoomy Doomy, Zoomy Doomy Church. Just, oh, I just feel the anointing coming through the Zoomy Doomy church. Oh, yeah, let's pray. See, he prayed for me, and I just felt it right through the screen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Come on, people. That ain't going to get it. That is not going to get it. Mr. Newsom is going to have, he's going to pop the sack of your lunch right on your forehead and send you home to cry and your little wife. She'll be comforting you, you know, rubbing your hair and everything, scratching your back. Because Governor Newsom whooped you, like tongue lashed you, said, get in your place, you little Christian, little wimpy dude, little pussy. Yep, that's what you're up to. Well, you can you can get involved in the fight, the resistance. I like this one gal. These, isn't it interesting that the, the, the angels of liberty, whatever they call them, so liberty angels, liber, angel, Freedom, freedom angels. That's the name they called. I met them down there at the Capitol. We were all protesting. I figured I thought for sure I was going to get arrested. Oh, shoot. I got a. I got a, We're finished our third deal. Let me take another break. And because uh, I don't want to be here all night. It's already like getting late, late, late. But I'm kind of I'm on a run here now. I'm feeling I'm feeling it now. Tell got some energy going. So I'm going to take a break. and We'll come right back. OK. And I'll fi- fi- pick it up at the Freedom Angels. Look at the damage done by plastic bags. It is everywhere. Not long ago, lots of politicians were so eager to say, Let's ban plastic bags. Lots of places did ban them, but now they're busy taking it back. A lift on local bans of plastic bags. Instead, they're banning their once favored substitute. Reusable bags. No use of reusable bags. Of course, this is because of the pandemic. The bags could bring the virus into the store. Reusable bags were already bringing bacteria in. People were supposed to wash those bags, but it turned out... 97% never wash their bags. So plastic bags replacements are crawling with bacteria. If you take your reusable bags into the store, 
they're touching everything and you have five people touch them before you bring them out. After plastic was banned in San Francisco, food poisoning deaths increased. But Greenpeace says disease fears are misinformation from right-wing think tanks pushing their pro-pollution agendas. There are no studies or no evidence that reusable bags are transmitting viruses, um, particularly the coronavirus. Alex Trulove of the Public Interest Research Group is right about the lack of human COVID-19 studies. But when millions of piglets died of swine coronavirus... The Agriculture Department concluded that the reusable feed bags were the likely cause. It's a hard one to equate to our experiences around the grocery store. I mean, we're not dragging our reusable bags through pig size. As soon as this crisis is over, we're going to go back to uh, all paper bags. Some politicians still can't wait to ban plastic. Politicians are always just looking for something to do. They want to look like that they stand for something. Supermarket executive Andrea Katsimides complains that paper bags cost much more. How greedy are you? Make a few pennies less. It sounds like a couple pennies, but really when you're talking about billions of bags, it really adds up. What if you need that last five cents to pay for something else and you don't have it because you just put your money in a bag? A bag that doesn't hold as much. Look at this. That point was proven a moment later. When his bag ripped. These things are convenient. They're light and cheap. I, I like them. Why do you have to take away everything that's convenient? Over two-thirds of everything we use is not recycled or composted and just ends up somewhere like a landfill. But why is dumping things in landfills a problem? People think we're running out of room for landfills. But that's absurd. If you just take a look at where you live from the air, you wouldn't even be able to see where the landfill is. There's such a small pinpoint on the map. Environmental economist Ross McKittrick points out that all of America's trash for the entire century would fit into one landfill just 18 miles square. And today, landfills hardly pollute. These days, a landfill typically contains many layers to keep it safe and secure. And once they're full, we build on top of them, or they're turned into parks. But what about all that plastic pollution in the ocean? Companies are choosing to make something that will be used just once from a material that lasts forever. 8 million metric tons of plastic enters the ocean every year. Green groups like his are convincing people that plastic is terrible. We definitely need to do something about the environment. I mean, it's we're, kill, we're killing ourselves, man. Your opponents are winning. They win by getting people alarmed about an actual problem, namely plastics in the ocean, and then misleading them about their role in it. One garbage truck of plastic is dumped in the sea every minute. Let's get some facts on the table about where that plastic comes from. Almost 90% comes from Asia and Africa. The North American fraction is less than 1%. What we do in America isn't going to make any difference. We should do what we can with our own power to reduce our own waste and set an example for the rest of the world. That's just posturing. The rest of the world isn't looking to see what you do with your Starbucks cup. If we are concerned about other countries' waste going into their river systems, there are better things that we can do. We can share with them the technology so they can process their waste better. That is not the same as imposing on consumers tiresome inconveniences in the hopes that it's going to somehow change behavior on the other side of the planet. Hope you learned something from this video. 
please click that button to help us make more. So I was telling you about the Freedom Angels, and so uh, when we were at the Capitol this last time, they had pushed all the people. They didn't allow the people on the Capitol grounds at all. They put these barricades up, and they tied them together so you couldn't go around them. And then they had a line of CHP officers all the way around the Capitol. And so we were standing there trying to have a day of prayer, right, the day of prayer, National Day of Prayer. So we were having a prayer service there, right there on the sidewalk by Capitol Mall. And so I was talking to some of these ladies that were the freedom angels. I said, isn't it interesting? No men involved. These women, uh, very nice ladies. I don't know any of their family background, whether they have husbands and children and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm sure they do from their age. They were, they were still, you know, probably thirties, their forties. And here, these women take four women, nothing against women. I like them. I like women took these four ladies to fire up this protest. Not a man. Not a man would, would step in. No, you didn't see any men leadership. In fact, our pastor out there, Glad Tidings, he's been cussed. He's been criticized. He's been like under, uh, people saying funky things on Facebook about him because he's a leader. And he knows what the Constitution says, that this is unconstitutional. This coronavirus is, is BS. It's not the plague. It just be, yeah, you get a sick. Just get sick. You ever been sick before? Did you think the world was coming to an end? Like we are right now? The world's going to come to an end? We need to turn. Did you think you needed to turn your whole life over to somebody else to run your life when you got sick the last time? You didn't? You thought you could handle it? Thought you're going to, there's going to be another day ahead? Go back to work, make some money? Now, they're happy with just sending you checks. Are you happy with that? I'm not. I'm not happy with it at all. I want to work. I want to go do what I want to do. If I want to work, good. I don't want the government sending me money. That that money's got strings attached, my friend. They're going to they're going to ask you to give up your life. You're going to sell your soul to them. Oh, Lou, you don't know. No, you don't know what you're talking about. That's the problem. You don't know what you're talking about. You're clueless. And you're going to you're selling your soul to a government. Not not to the patriotic government that our founders established. You're selling your soul to a demonic uh, led government. It's an antichrist government. Don't you think it's unique and very u- amazing that they felt that churches were a real a risk? Churches had to be eliminated. Do you know some guys don't see any reason to reopen churches? Have you? I've heard that. Illinois is one of them. Don't you think that's very interesting? But you can you can have a hundred people inside Lowe's or Home Depot or in a lot of these places, right? Walmart. You think Walmart's really a 
Are you worried about germs? Why are you worried about germs? You've been sucking them in your life all along. You're, if you've got an immune system, it's taking care of them. When you get, when you get, you're supposed to take care of your immune system, bud. If you do not maintain your immune system, that's your bad. That's your bad. Government ain't going to solve your problems for you. If you're 150 pounds overweight, don't let the government help you on that, dude. In China, they just knock you over the head, take your organs out, sell, sell them. Tell your family you died of COVID. Don't you think it's odd that they're they're paying hospitals $13,000 for every COVID diagnosis, diagnosis and they put people on a ventilator, they give them an extra 39000 And now Gavin Newsom wants to dredge up, not dig up people, but dig up all the, uh, not obituaries, but these uh, autopsies and rework the autopsies to show they died of COVID so they could get more money from the federal government. You don't see anything wrong with that? Don't see anything wrong with that. Um. Let me tell you something. They've been telling us that if you go out, you're going to get COVID. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to get COVID. You know, just the opposite of that. You know where the most of COVID, you know, most of the corona corona cases are coming from? People that are hooked up with their families. They're catching it from one another. It's not out and about. Sun kills COVID. Is this new ground for you? Is this old ground? Just say, Lou, you're just telling me stuff I already knew. All right, I'll move on. I will move on. L- let me just read this. This is These are doctors, people. You think, oh, well, Fauci's a doctor. Yeah, he's a corrupt doctor. We've had doctors here in the Yuba Sutter area molest people, sell drugs. We've had them do all kinds of nefarious stuff. Just because a person's a doctor doesn't mean they're a person of character. This person writes, social distancing, in air quotes, is very much a newfangled experiment, not science. And the author writes, the results are suggesting that our great social distancing distancing experiment of 2020 will be near the top of the list of bad experiences gone horribly wrong let me read you this very likely you already instinctively know that the guidelines suggesting that somehow helpful to keep a six foot space between healthy people even outdoors is not based on science but just an arbitrary suggestion as we've been con condition to accept without evidence that's what you've been doing with these people on tv all the time just accepting without evidence and your gut feeling would be right there's a reason that social distancing wasn't a buzzword you ever heard of that word social distancing before this person claims that social distancing in air quotes wasn't a buzzword common to the American lexicon or the American language prior to 2020. It's a brand new term. How could it be science if it's a brand new term right now? It's fresh. There, There's a very little science 
there's very little science behind social distancing at all, he says. It turns out, Julie Kelly writes at American Greatness, that social distancing is untested pseudoscience, particularly as it relates to halting the transmission of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. On its website, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, provides no links. In other words, you know how when you're looking at reading something and it'll give you a link to something that the reason they're saying this is because they're basing on this over there. So they give you a link, you tap on it and go to see the other article. The CDC provides no links to any. Did I say any, any, you know what any means? That means all, they can't find any, 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 A-N-Y, any peer reviewed social distancing studies. Remember Fauci says we need to have peer reviewed studies. No studies on where's the studies on masks. None. It's a lie. It's a fraud. It's a punk. Social distancing. It's a lie. It's a fraud. You're getting punked. Where's where's the peer-reviewed social distancing studies? There's a reason, she says, for the lack of peer-reviewed studies on the CDC website. She continues, the alarming reality is that social distancing never Never. Did I say never? Never. Never. What does never mean? Never always means never. Never. Not once, not twice, not half times. Never has been tested on a massive scale in the modern age. Its current formula was conceived during the George W. Bush administration and met with much deserved skepticism. Quote, People could not believe that the strategy would be effective or even feasible, one scientist told the New York Times last month. In fact, a high school project, no, I'm not even joking, she says, added more weight to the concept. Can you imagine that we jerked the entire population of the United States of America and Fauci is arguing about science and rejects hydroxychloroquine and zinc, etc., because he didn't think there was science, so he was lying through his teeth, as they say, and yet he's telling you to social distance and put a damn muzzle on, and it's actually going to kill you. And you believe it. And so much. I want I want to... Can, can I get a can I get one in five colors? Can I cuz I want to wear a red one on Monday and a green one on Tuesday and a blue one on Come on people. Social distancing is very much a newfangled experiment, not settled science. Kelly goes on to write the results are suggesting that our great social distancing experiment of 2020 will be near the top of the list of bad experiments. I repeat it because people just like believe CNN like it's the book of John. Let me tell you something. Here's what I think. If they ever print the truth, here's what I think they're going to find. That they actually caused the problem. They caused the problem from the Wuhan lab. And then they created a worse scenario by forcing people to stay indoors. 
wear masks, and social distance. If they would have just left people alone, they would have had less problems, health problems. But they wanted to create a worldwide meltdown to take over the world. You don't believe the Bible either, probably. You don't need to even trust the Bible. You could you could read the Bible and it would tell you about the end days and the takeover of the entire world. How do you think it's going to happen? You think somebody's just going to get voted in? Oh, well, oh, we love him. He's such a nice guy. I think he's going to help out. World peace, baby, world peace. I think it's going to help. How do you think it's going to happen? How do you think it's going to happen? He says... You also don't have to be a scientist to also instinctively know that two weeks to flatten the curve, becoming America must lock down until it changed from two, remember two weeks to flatten the curve? Then it became America must lock down until a vaccine is created. He, the writer says, it's more social, folks, it's more a social experimentation than science. Do you ever think of this? You know how they have these labs built and then they have little creatures and, and little cages and boxes and all and they test and they play with them and stuff they have made the world a lab maze and they're toying with us like little mice in a in a cage yeah let's let's tell them they all have to stay in their house and all the little stores have to close but the big stores we just they got to buy something We'll go. We can't send them over the top, but we can't have anybody gathering together in groups because then they can start talking together. That's why we got to shut the churches down. You know something? You know why the Chinese fears the church? You know why the why the uh, the uh, colonists were so independent thinking and freedom minded because they knew the Bible. They knew the Bible. The Bible will teach you to be free, completely free. God wants you to be completely free. He does not want a demon to control you. He doesn't want addiction to control you. He doesn't want a government to control you. That's why this was never supposed to be government controlling people. Never supposed to be that. It was gov- It was people controlling their own lives. But they said at the beginning of the United States, if you don't have a virtuous life if you don't have a religious or a spiritual foundation in your life you cannot keep this style of government going you will return to a dictator which is exactly what's happening people mock god the school system right now where it started out teaching they taught kids by teaching about god they taught them their abcs and reading and math and all that stuff now they they say they they tell the kids they came from a monkey it's a long way from talking to kids about God. Do you wonder why the country's all screwed up? Well, I want to uh, mention a couple before we, we got a couple more clips to go, a couple more segments to go, but I wanted to mention Monty Hecker, who's been a great support to this show for years. And Monty runs Elite Universal Security, and those boys are so busy right now because there's, there's burglaries going off left and right, theft going off, all kinds of criminal activity, people pooping in the streets. It's interesting. Oh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Watch this. Watch that. Pay, wear a mask. Guys peeing right in front of Walgreens drugstore. Pooping right in front of Walgreens drugstore right around the corner from me. 
Nobody's worried about that. They don't arrest them. They don't rouse them. They don't even go over there and wash it off. <laughs> you think you're not getting punked? This is the most. This. If they made a movie about this, this would just trip people out. Well, Monty Hecker has Lee Universal Security started here in Yuba County. He's expanded all over Northern California. If you want a job, you can get a job from him. If you're a good person, hard worker, honest person, uh, he could hire you to be a guard. But you would have to put some effort into it. If you want to sit home and just collect some kind of stupid check from the government, you would be screwed over the long haul. You probably should go get a job. Call 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280, or you could go on a website, EliteUniversalSecurity.com. They're located out at 5548 Federal Boulevard. You could go out there. You could go online. You could take classes online. You could take classes out there. They'll teach you how to do the job. If you got, we just, we got farmers being ripped off by tweakers. You know, you you folks in California voted Prop 54 and Prop 48 and reduced the sentences on criminals. So now you can darn near steal everything and not even go to jail. In fact, some guys just stole, uh, was it three or four hundred thousand dollars worth of farm equipment? They cited and released them. In fact, a guy just a couple of guys just killed a guy, the next door neighbor the other day last week, and they cited and released them. Did you know you're part of that? That's what you voted on. And now we got a cat, no bail now. You know that? You just let people out. You did a boo-boo? Oh, yeah. You're such a fine character. You just shot this guy next door neighbor. You just ripped off this person. You just raped this little girl. We're going to let you out. And then, hey, see you at the 18th of next month, right? You got that? Okay, we'll see you. Come to court. Yeah, come to court. You don't do anything else right, but come to court. Anyway, Monty Hecker's... Uh, can protect some of your stuff. You're going to need all the help you can get. You're going to need all the help you can get. And so you can give him a shout. The way he helps us here is he makes a contribution so we can pay the cost of being on on the air. <clears throat> the other guy that helps us is Dave Greenitz, DaveGreenitzConstruction.com. It's actually GreenitzConstruction.com. It's Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook site. Green with E-T-Z on the end. He just finished another kitchen I saw a post on Facebook. He claimed it was one of the nicest, you know, it, it was the most drastic change, nice job. There was this kind of this old funky kitchen, and they just blew the walls out on that thing and opened it all up. And just I thought, whoa, baby, that's you got it going on now, guy. They do some fantastic kitchens and baths. There ain't nothing like them in this area, I'm telling you. They're just, don't even waste your time looking. But but you don't have to take my word for it. You can just write from the comfort of your own home. You can look on the computer and go to greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction uh, Facebook site, and you could look before and after. You can send him an email off those sites or... You can dial him up, ring him up, as they say in Britain, 682-9602-530, area code, 682-9602. You know, uh, they can put a new front door. They could do, you know, he they could do darn near, they can do everything, but they focus a lot on kitchens and baths, but they build decks. It's a, this is a good time of year to build a deck because uh, 
you know, it's going to be getting hot and PG&E is going to double their rates because get, the state of California has run that company into the ground with regulations. They think, oh, well, they just bad management. No, the bad management, let me, let, when you think of good management and bad management, <clears throat> I would think of good management as like Apple, Microsoft, some of these big successful companies, right? Bad management would be the DMB, the post office, EPA, all those things. That'd be bad management. So anyway, Greenwich Construction. He also does whole house fans. You ever heard of that before? That's where they they put a fan up in your attic and suck the hot air out. And by the very removal of that hot air from the attic, they have a vent into the house as well. So then it blow it sucks. So when you open the windows, it brings cool air from the out in the cool little morning. And so <clears throat> you change over your air without running a big old refrigerated air conditioning. It costs you a fortune to run. At the end of the month, you're like, oh, well, that was a real hot month. Glad we had air conditioning. And then you get the bill. Then you're all hot under the collar, $600, $700 bill. So whole house fan, well, it's got a small motor, but it just moves that air, gets rid of that hot air, brings in the cool air, and keeps your house cool with hardly anything running. We got a break here, and um, we're going to come to the segment number five. Uno momento. Is out for peace. None is crying out for justice. I said, everyone is crying out for peace. I said, none is crying out for justice. There will be no peace till man gets equal rights and justice. Yeah. Equal rights and justice. Equal rights and justice. Equal rights and justice. All right, so explain to me uh, the legal action that y'all are taking on behalf of uh, Northwest Bible Baptist Church in Illinois. Well, Northwest Bible Baptist Church would like to resume their in-person services like I think many churches across this country would. And they understood the need to kind of pull back for a little while and see the effects of this virus and, and to maintain that kind of virtual environment for a time and a temporary period. But it seems like the longer things go on, the less temporary this is becoming. And not only that, but less equally applied that these restrictions seem to be having here. As you mentioned, look, if you can go shop at a big box store down the street, you should be able to engage in, in worship services following the same safety procedures that you would follow at Kroger or Home Depot or, or whatever you might be going to as you would at church. And for the governor to suggest 
that just because you are at a church or somehow religious, you're then incapable of following those safety and health procedures. Well, I think that's that's discrimination. Well, it seems obvious that it is to me. I mean, this seems like it should be a cut and dry case because they're targeting churches just because they're churches, not because the behavior uh, is specifically targeted no matter what institution you're talking about. It's just churches here. The argument here in favor of the governor's ban on church services with more than 50 people is going to be one about police powers of states, especially during times of crisis. How do you respond to that? Well, there's no pandemic exception to the United States Constitution. It's not like the First Amendment handed in a sick note and gets to take the month off because there's a virus running around. Uh, this is something that we just found out again over the weekend in Kentucky, where uh, we applied for and received a temporary restraining order for a church there to hold in-person services this weekend. And Judge Tattenhove was very clear. He said, look, we've got to be vigilant in terms of defending the Constitution. And it still applies whether we like it or not in times of crisis and perhaps even more so during the time of a pandemic. It's very important that even during this difficult time, we not only protect the safety and health of our friends and our neighbors, and especially those we go to church with, but that we also maintain fidelity to our Constitution. That's what governs our country, and it's very important that we uphold it. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Well, who are they to judge us? Just because I believe that it's stronger than them. Got to find a way, got to find a way to bring back understanding. So let me just finish up on social distancing. <clears throat> The reason I believe that they're scrambling around trying to call everything COVID, anybody that dies, they're going to call it COVID. When every coroner, every deputy coroner, trained coroner that goes out and looks at a dead body and sorts out the evidence to determine what killed this person, the manner of death and the cause of death. These guys and gals, their hair is standing on end listening to the politicians and faux doctors Fauci and Burks say, and I've heard, I heard Burks, I didn't even watch TV, and I heard Burks say on YouTube that they're going to go out and, and if anybody has, in other words, you could be shot in the head, but if you had COVID in your system, they're going to call it a COVID death. You could be, you could be blasted by the Mexican cartel, 48 holes to the body. You could blow up a, you could have your drug lab blowing up, blow up in your face and poison you with chemicals. But if you've got COVID on board, you're going to, um, you're going to be called a COVID death. Everything's going to be a COVID death. Why are they doing that? Because it's looking so bad and the truth is setting people free. The truth is setting people free and it's exposing the dirty dogs that run the entire nation, not only our nation, but the world economy. Why? They didn't care because they don't care about individual people. We're all lab rats to Fauci. To Burks, we're just a bunch of damn lab, lab rats. And they think there's too many of us, and they think we need to get rid of about $6.5 and leave about half a billion, and that'd be plenty for the earth. It's like when there's too many deer, they give a bunch of hunting licenses to thin the herd. They think the herd needs to be thinned. That's just their belief. It's called genocide killing off the minorities because they're a, a, a lesser evolved group. Bad seed. He says here, 
for the people who push social distancing and destroying the economy as an absolute necessary evil, this is a matter of self-preservation. If this information were widely known, citizens might be more inclined to demand that schools and parks and restaurants and, and malls be opened back up. But if the schools open tomorrow without testing and there is not a surge in hospitalization or deaths, then the obvious question is why the schools closed in the first place. You know, Sweden's elementary schools never closed. If restaurants and other shuttered businesses opened without a spike in hospitalization and deaths, then why did they ever close? Now, this is a funny thing. I noticed that Dr. Ratchet over here in Yuba City, or here, she stays in a hotel. They, She can't get enough money. She came from Ho Chi Minh City. They're pretty poor over there. But they, uh, she's making over $300,000 a year, but she won't even pay for her own housing. we got to put her up in a hotel up here because we can't convince her. She wants to make the money off us like Bob Bindorf, but they don't want to live here. So this is a scam. They're going to try to get the numbers as high as they can so people can be convinced. Well, if we wouldn't have done this, if you wouldn't have social distanced, if you wouldn't have locked yourself down and be stupid, healthy people quarantined. I have doctor friends. Come on, go talk to a doctor. Ask them if they've ever seen a situation where they quarantined healthy people. We would have, how many times are we going to shut the, are we going to shut the government down every year? We're going to shut the country down every year. Cause we got all kinds of flu and bugs going around colds. We're going to shut, we're going to shut down every time. Why aren't we? Because this is a coup. The issue is not COVID, not the Wuhan flu, not the Chinese flu, not the wonton flu. It's, it's a, a movement to take over the world. And this country is standing in the way of it. No other country is. They're all for it. Here's another thing about socialize, socialization or social distancing. Stephen Shapiro, Dr. Stephen Shapiro, what we cannot do is extend social isolation. Humans are social beings, and we are already seeing the advanced mental health consequences of loneliness. And that is before the much greater effects of economic devastations take hold on the human condition. In this particular case, Dr. Shapiro said, the problem we are not going to be able to fix in the short term is a complete eradication of the virus. The problem, you know, so what? There's viruses all the time. There's there's germs in the air all the time. I don't care. I just try to keep my immune system healthy because they just take care of it. My they they take care of it myself. Anyway, this guy advocates protecting the vulnerable, the seniors, etc. So so what? So you want to see how corrupt our governor is? When you when you look at a, a government. Uh, they, the head of the government, whether it's a county administrator or whether it's a governor or city manager, they do not have the right to go out and just spend all the money, make big purchases. They have to get that approved through the city council, through the, the county supervisors. In the state's case, the legislature, Gavin Newsom went out and did a $1 billion 
mask deal, not from an American company that would bless an American company and help us. He got a, he, what he thinks is a really great deal. He spent over $3 a mask. And he bought him from a Chinese company. Why would you buy him from a Chinese company? It's because he's more loyal to the Chinese than he is to America. And one of the guys from the subsidiary, the American subsidiary of this Chinese company, donated $40,000 Gavin Newsom's campaign. And also Warren Buffett is a 25% stakeholder in this company. It's called the BYD. BYD Auto Company or Build Your Dreams Auto Company LTD. So he fronted them a half a billion dollars, billion with a B, to buy all these masks. A billion dollar worth of masks at $3 a piece. Then it turns out that of all people, Governor Cuomo in New York was able to buy masks for 79 cents a piece from 3M National. And Newsom thinks he's going to do a slick thing, and he's paying over $3, and he's doing them for a billion. Now, the deal's, the deal's backwashed a bit because the masks were uh, flaky. And the the uh, information crisis representative for Newsom said, no, they really weren't uh, faulty. They just didn't pass approval for OSHA. See all the hair splitting on words these people are they're liars it's what you really call a liar <clears throat> the byd group has a history of making shoddy products like a lot of electric vehicles brian ferguson deputy director of crisis communication and public affairs for the governor's office said that the mass did not fail a test but rather did not pass their certification yet. Honest, that that isn't the stupid doublespeak that I hate in government. I'm going to have to move on here. Uh, he wired $500 million to the Chinese before he saw a mask. What an idiot. And he never got any permission or asked for any discussion in the budget people of the state, the House, the uh, Congress or the assembly and the Senate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to have an investigation. They're going to have an investigation because there's lots of people paid off. All right. Uh, let's see. What do I want to do? I'm running. Going to be running out of time here for long. Got to yawn, man. It's late at night over here. Uh, I'm trying to get down here where I get some wood on the ball. We just we don't have a lot of time to uh, break through. Let me talk about Ted Holmes. Ted Holmes, my friend. He's he's uh, runs a pump plumbing doctor. He does a lot of things. He runs lift off floors. He's got a private contracting business. We've known each other. He and Dave Greenwich we've known each other for almost fifty years. And uh, they're they're like salt to the earth guys. They'll do anything for, to help people. And you know they haven't had up and down lives. I've had an up and down life, and uh, even as a Christian, had an up and down life. But they've just tracked straight, been true blue, great guys, honored God, 
served all over the place. Um, and so Ted has this plumbing business, and it's called The Plumbing Doctor. And if you want 24-hour service in Yuba Sutter County, you can dial them up at 530-671-9111. Oh, I got to talk about this. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little uh, spacey here. It's getting late. But um, I notice here in, in the Appeal Democrat. The appeal doesn't like to say it's a Democrat. So now they got they changed their heading on their paper and big. They said the appeal. And then underneath it says Democrat. It says daily briefing. Free mask giveaway planned for Saturday. Now, this is the bummer. They're acting like masks are healthy things for you. So we got Dave Shaw who's on the city council, Pete Backus of the racket club and Jesse Alexander giving away masks as if they're going to help people. They're just a part of the problem. They've just become part of the problem. Now I, I was proud of this woman. I read this article because the city of Marysville was nearly bankrupt. In fact, it really is bankrupt if, without the 1% sales tax. They, the previous city councils have been made such financial uh, doomsday uh, decision. They've screwed the, the city up for generations. It's screwed for generations. They're so screwed, and they even can't. Now they got they made a Frankenstein Lake out of uh, Ellis Lake, costs a fortune. So anyway, they couldn't resist coming up with some money, even though they couldn't even pay the bills here not too long ago. Now they want to give money out of the general fund as loans to not not to every business. You'd think, why don't they do something in the county or the city that would benefit every single business? Some. Why do you have to show favorites and be a crony capitalist? So there's an article in the paper Thursday, May 14th, Marysville City Council approves small business loan program, right? And I was just watching, I was looking on my computer and I was looking at the Facebook and up came the city council meeting and I walked it, watched it for a minute. And, um, and I was so proud of, of a councilwoman McKenzie who, who stood in the minority as these guys all rabble, razzle dazzled each other and saved the world by taking $150,000 or no, $75,000. They proved, they approved a 75,000 small business loan program. Now, this is what I don't like. Why is the government, why doesn't the government just do what we originally wanted them to do? I didn't want them to do welfare. I didn't want them to loan money to businesses. That's none of their business. Stay out of that business. Whose money is it? Where are you getting that money? Oh, well, it comes from a grant. Oh, from Mr. and Mrs. Grant? Well, no, it's not Mr. Miss. It's a grant. In other words, well, where does the money actually start? Where's the headwaters of the money? Well, I guess taxes. So it says here, council member Stephanie McKenzie voted against approving the program due to concerns about the program being outside the scope of the city's role in the community. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody, one person, that's one person 
out of, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, or maybe more, that has stood against the tide, the current. The magic word here is it's outside the scope of the city's role in the community. During the meeting, she suggested other ways, you know, because a lot of times you, you, you're a naysayer and you think, well, what do you think we should do? Well, she told them during the meeting, <clears throat> she suggested other ways that the city could assess more businesses. In other words, why don't you try to assist all of them <clears throat> and stay within the city's responsibilities? What she mean by that? The city has a mandate to do a couple things. What do you think they are? Do you know? One is do police and one is fire. And then you could probably add on public works, right? Manage, make sure the roads are, the sewage is straight and all that. McKenzie said the council could defer business license fees. They collect business license. So they could say, hey, we're not going to charge them for a year or two. Keep the money. Use it. Defer business license fees that are due in July. We could defer sewage payments. That's good. That's like $34, $40 a month or something like that right now, just for a normal house. We could defer business license fees and are due and defer, su- defer sewage payments. In other words, she's saying defer. I don't think she's saying forgive. She's put, saying putting them off. And waive encroachment encroachment fines so a business could extend seating. So in other words, she's saying, hey, allow the businesses to have sidewalk cafes and allow them to take in more people. Because Dr. Ratchet says you you gotta you gotta have social distancing, even though there's no science. I'm a scientist. Dr. Cratchit says I'm a scientist. I'm a damn good scientist. But we're going to employ something that doesn't have any scientific basis because we want to break every business in town. Because I've never run a business. I've just become a doctor, and they gave me $300,000, and I, I didn't even have to have a home. I could live in a hotel. How about that? The farther away you live, the we had a guy, some of you new people up here, we have, we have a guy that we'd fly all the way from Ventura County. We were so desperate. Nobody wanted to live here. Nobody wants to live here anymore anyway. They just want to get the hell out of here. So she said we could defer the sewage payments. We could defer business licenses, encroachment so a business could eat on the sidewalks or parking lots to be able to increase capacity while adhering to social distancing guidelines. She said, I thought these things are in the scope of what we're designed to to do as, as a municipality. How about not having to get permits? Maybe coming in and talking to the city, but not having to pay any money. Like and and quit having rules on signs. In other words, lower the cost. Maybe it would be uh, they don't have to charge the same sales tax at their businesses. They don't want to give up that one percent sales tax because that's giving them enough money to go out and loan money to people. The funding for the program will be taken right out of the general fund which McKinsey said is already depleted and could affect other services that people rely on that only city funds uh, on that only the city funds. Staff members are working on other ideas 
along with what McKinsey proposed, and she said hopefully some of her ideas could be implemented along with the loan. In other words, they said, we're all Republicans, but we act like Democrats, and we give away other people's money. I don't have any problem. Bruce Buttercavoli, Bill Simmons, Ricky Scamayoa, Mr. Hudson, if you want to give away your own money to help businesses, none of my business. In fact, Jesus said, don't even let your right hand know what the left hand's doing. Just be charitable. But it's criminal to take my money to do your charity with. God bless Stephanie McKenzie for standing up, being the lone voice in the wilderness, the desolation of giving people's money away. These people are all social. I don't care. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a part of the I'm in, I'm in the NRA. I'm a, I'm a Republican. No, you're not a Republican. In fact, you won't even stand up for gun rights when it comes down to it. You know, <clears throat> this is how weak Christians are around here. Oh, well, how long do you, how, how long do you want to shut our church? Oh, do you, we'll do it another month, extra month. Oh, how, We'll just do that Zoom thing. It's not, it's not a problem. You know something? The fishermen, the fishermen had more balls than the pastors. The fishermen, when they told them they couldn't go fishing, they just said, that's ridiculous. We're not going to put up with that. And you know what happened? They said, oh, sorry. Fishing season is open. And the pastor said, their little balls just sucked right up inside of them. They said, oh, well, well, we'll have a little music. How many people can we have? How many people do you think we should have in our can we in our worship band? Five? No, no, no. Dr. Cratchit said, no, four. And they can't. They got to stand apart. And they got to. And they got to do this and they got to do that. And they, they got to do this and they got to do that. You know, it's it's too bad that the maybe the pastors need to go. Get counseling from the fishermen. We'll be right back. What does he have to do with me? What is my reaction? What should it be? Confronted by this latest atrocity. coronavirus pandemic, Joe Biden criticized President Trump's China travel ban. Hysterical xenophobia. He was dead wrong. For 40 years, Biden's been wrong on China, supporting trade deals that destroy American jobs, giving China most favored nation status, letting China walk all over us. What a beautiful history we wrote together. But Biden has never been more wrong than now. Joe Biden in the White House would be a deadly mistake. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. A black man was shot dead in Georgia by two white men who thought he was a criminal. And by the shooter's own accounts, they screwed up big time. But of course, liberals have no interest in approaching this rationally. The mayor of Atlanta has already blamed Trump, saying that he's the one that gave racists permission to run around shooting black people. Because even now, when we might have an actual case of racism on our hands, this still isn't about justice. It's about the narrative. 
By now you've seen the story, but we'll recap real quick for the folks in the back. Last week, a video went viral online showing a black man being shot dead in the street by two white guys in a pickup truck. And that's about all you can tell from the video itself. According to the story, the two white men, identified as retired police officer Gregory McMichael and his son Travis, told police they'd picked up their guns and chased down 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery in their truck, thinking he matched the description of a suspect in a few local burglaries, even though police say there'd been no such burglary reports. When they confronted Arbery, a struggle ensued. The video does not make it clear who started it or why, but by the end of it, Arbery was lying dead in the street from a shotgun blast. According to local reports, the cops who responded to the scene wanted to cuff the shooters right then and there, but they were told to stand down by the DA's office. It took two months of viral video and an effort by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation for the McMichaels to finally be arrested. And that is a problem. So now we're all caught up. Now, of course, many people are pointing to this as a racist attack, which is a fair question. By the shooter's own admission, they chased Arbery down because they assumed he was a criminal, but they admitted they didn't know for sure. And it is a fair question to ask whether they would have made that same assumption if he'd been white. At the same time, many attempts have been made over the past week to dig into Arbery's criminal history and figure out whether he was the saint that his family is making him out to be. Surveillance video from just before the shooting shows Arbery walking around an open construction site. Doesn't show him taking anything or even doing anything wrong, but some are pointing to that video as proof that he wasn't out for a run and wasn't shot just for jogging while black. Others have dug into his criminal history, pointing to his prior run-ins with the law that have nothing to do with this shooting, as reasons to believe he may have been up to no good. And it is a fair question to ask whether Arbery would have been given a greater presumption of innocence if he'd been white. So here's the deal. It is wrong to just assume that Arbery had done something to deserve getting chased down and shot. Just like it's wrong to assume the two guys who shot him are automatically a couple of skinheaded racists. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. The question we really should be asking is whether it's okay in a lawful society for two men to take it upon themselves to chase down another man with their guns on the assumption that he'd done something wrong. But we can't seem to look at this rationally because the narrative is what's important. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms waited about two seconds before jumping at the chance to blame Trump for Arbery's death, saying with the rhetoric we hear coming out of the White House, many who are prone to being racist are given permission to do it in an overt way we wouldn't see in 2020. With the rhetoric that we hear coming out of the White House in so many ways, I think that many who are prone to being racist um, are given permission to do it in an, an overt way that we otherwise would not see in 2020. Do you want to know why some people are so skeptical of these stories, even when they seem clear cut? This right here. Because before the police have even had a chance to finish their investigation, the story is immediately weaponized by liberals to attack Trump, who had exactly nothing to do with any part of this tragedy. Because celebrities like LeBron James, a black man who gets paid millions of dollars a year to put a ball through a hoop, jump on these stories to claim that black people are hunted every day in this country, which is so ridiculous, it does not even deserve a response. They're skeptical because the media has twisted these stories before. We were told Mike Brown was just walking down the street when he was shot dead in cold blood, when in fact, it turns out he just robbed a convenience store and then assaulted a cop. We were told Alton Sterling was just shot for selling CDs when it turns out he was high as a kite, got into a fight with police and had an illegal gun in his pocket. 
We were told Jesse Smollett was assaulted by two guys wearing MAGA hats, and that whole thing ended up being a giant load of bullcrap, but he got off scot-free as though false claims of race-based assault are no big deal. This is why they are a big deal, and why truthful reporting is so crucial. They're skeptical because in the same week that Arbery's death made national headlines, activists in Indianapolis were clogging up the streets to protest the death of two black men who were shot dead by the police because they were shooting at the police. People are skeptical because it seems we cannot have an honest discussion about race in this country, even when one is warranted. We can't focus on the facts and merits of each particular case, even when there is a question of potential racism that deserves to be addressed, like with Ahmaud Arbery or Philando Castile or Tamir Rice. It is immediately seized upon as a way to smear Trump or white people or conservatives or all cops or America in general. That is exactly why so many people are skeptical. Because just like Ahmaud Arbery, they are so tired of being blamed for something they didn't do. All right, well, let's, let's do some more COVID news locally here, Yuba Sutter area. I know we got some people all over the country and uh, listening, and uh, you have your own issues that you're fighting in your local area. Uh, oh, I was telling you about the uh, Freedom Angels, and I got to know them down at the last rally, and so we got to talking, and, and she made the point because she was saying, oh, where are you from? I said, Yuba County, you know, we— and so they were aware Yuba Sutter counties were the first counties that just said, you know, we just can't take this anymore. We need to, we need to open up. So her, her comment to me was all the resistance has to be local. You, if you can't, I've always said, if you can't beat somebody in your right in your backyard, you're not going to win at the state level or you're not going to win at the federal level. You've got to beat whatever is bothering you. Or if there's a violation of your constitutional rights, you need to beat that at your local level. And so her comment was the same. And and uh, and I thought, well, it's interesting. So we're dealing with one of the most unusual characters uh, running a state. You know, uh, as the leadership goes, so goes the uh, the state, the family, the school, the business, whatever. So there's an article here by Dan Walters, who's one of the more highly respected uh, writers in California, and uh, he wrote for the B for many, many years, and now he writes for a group called Cal Matters. And uh, <clears throat> he says, he says, as the shutdown continues, as ordinary Californians grow weary of isolation and as the economic da damage mounts, there are stirrings of rebellion and rising criticism of New Newsom. Legislatures, e legislators, even those Newsom's own party, are chafing that he may makes major decisions with huge consequences without consulting them, such as a billion-dollar secret deal to acquire millions of much-needed masks. He first revealed on national television. Now, here's the deal. Newsom, originally, he wouldn't admit that the masks came from China. He said, well, they're uh, overseas. That was his first term. He's just a damn liar, overseas. Then he, and he let slip out Asia. 
Well, Asia's a big place, not just China, right? And then he finally finally leaked out it was China. Then it leaked out that he was paid $40,000 for his campaign from them. Then it leaked out that Buffett had 25% interest. Then it leaked out that he didn't follow standard operating procedures, that the, the assembly needs to vote on it and approve the purchase and look at who's being it purchased from. So last week, Newsom's performance, Walter says, received very critical reviews in a couple papers. I won't get into all the details. Newsom's recent waffling on the life and death decision and other actions have have uh, renewed critiques of the impatient and oftentimes chaotic governing style of the that dogged Newsom in his first that dogged Newsom in his first year. Um, it's interesting. This whole thing of shutting down the beaches is the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the, the, when you say the words, when I say the word strange, that I can only use that because if I compare it to normal behavior, but they're not doing it from a logic or science basis. There's a there's a scheme behind this thing. For instance, he's a liar about this basketball arena. You know the old Kings arena, and he he says he suggested that that was being donated to them, the state, by the Sacramento Kings <clears throat> to put a a quick hospital in. Right? We're going to overrun all these hospitals. But they're all empty today, right? They just, everything they said was wrong. But he lied to the general public. He called it an example of philanthropy at a scale and, and at scale, and people extended their hand. Later, the B, Sacramento B, revealed that the state is actually paying the kings $500,000 a month, not a year, a month. $500,000 a month. And the editorial asks, why didn't the governor make it clear that this was a business deal rather than donation? Because he's a liar. He's a liar. Unfortunately, the governor has long track record of making announcements that turn out to be half-baked. In March, Tesla had delivered over 1,000 ventilators to California. Weeks later, it turned out that no California hospitals had received any actual ventilators. Huh. In early 2019, Newsom's office confirmed that he and his family were moving into the historic governor mansion downtown Sacramento. Weeks later, turned out that they were actually moving to a mansion in Fair Oaks. A month later, the editorial continues, Newsom announced that he was essentially scrapping his predecessor's plans for a statewide California high-speed rail project. That was Governor Brown's pet project. Afterward, and But afterward, he backtracked, denied what he'd said, and blamed the press for reported in wrong words. One could add that while he ran for governor, he flatly declared that he would solve California's high housing cross crisis by building 3.5 million homes, only to dismiss it later as an aspirational goal. 
Newsom's essentially asking us today, if we would obey his dictates, everything would turn out just right. But to succeed, he must maintain credibility, this says. At times, he's his own worst enemy. Honestly, this is pretty easy on him, actually, old Danny. You should have ripped him a new one. Uh... The whole thing is a sham. It's a scam. You got punked. That's just the way it is. It just, it's just the way it is. If you missed it and you're embarrassed, the best thing you can do is come clean and fess up. Fess up. Well, did you notice that now there's a big deal about plastic bags at the stores? I've been going over to the grocery outlet and buying a lot of a store uh, buy a lot of stuff there and i'm hoping they don't insist on masks and go along with the flow and everybody go over the cliff together but i went in there they said you want a bag i said they cost money and they said nope they said paper or plastic i said i'll be doing some paper got some nice big old sturdy bags they put in and they said i said what's up with the bag thing dude he said that bags the reusable bags are are bringing all kinds of germs in here and we're afraid that they're packing covid a lot of people don't even wash themselves very often but do you think they wash their bags these reusable hippie bags you know all these people oh well we got to we got to save the world dude you know we got to there's too many populations there's too many people being born and they're living too long and just like, you know, we don't have enough to feed them and there's no place to put them. And, and dude, you know, the, the utilities, you know, we're poisoning the earth. We're poisoning the water. We're poisoning the air because we, we're using oil. <clears throat> we love the birds and everything. Now they've, they've tested people's bags that they don't wash every week. They might wash them once a year, right? They're just filthy with vermin, crawling with disease. Why could that? Why would that happen? Because you you put stuff in them and it leaks, like meat, chicken. You're on your way home, <coughs> it gets a little hot in there and it it sweats, le- leaks that. But it's got some chemicals in there, right from the meat, or an egg cracks and it drizzles out in the bottom. Or something else, milk's got a little, I, I bought a carton of milk the other day, half and half for my coffee. And and, and the, the opener on the top had a little leak in it. it. The milk was still good. I didn't take it back. It was still good. But, but it had a little leak, and so milk was dribbling down the side of it. So if I had one of those reusable deals, I'd have had milk. All those little things are growing and fermenting in the bottom. Then when they set them down on the sidewalk, right where somebody took a poop, but then it got washed off, kind of, they pick up some fecal matter on the bottom. So when I was over at the grocery outlet in Yuba City, become my little favorite store lately, and uh, somebody had their uh, reusable bags. They said, hey, can't use those here, dude. Get them out of here. They said it nicely. But you can't put them up on that roller tray or anything, right? The, the roller system. They don't want that. They said, hey, 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 we're providing bags. So isn't it interesting that liberals are a diseased group of people anyway? They're full of chlamydia, syphilis, funk, 
They don't like stay healthy and fastidious. And all these things, oh, yeah, let's just reuse all the cups. Let's, you know, so the first thing out of the coronavirus, they said, stop reusing everything. Everything's got to be new and fresh. We want to waste resources. Let's waste those resources because we're all going to die. We're all going to die. The resources won't do us any good when we're dead. We're all going to die. So let's get back. Let's, let's, we don't worry. Paper or plastic. Just roll out them cheap paper bags, those ones you use once, right? Then you use them for the trash, and you go into the dump. You you spend 10 or 15 cents, and you buy one of those big, thick bags. you got to use that thing about 100 times to get your money's worth out of it. In other words, to stop carbon footprinting. We're going to leave a big old footprint out there, and it's going to kill somebody. I said, I don't worry about it. You don't. Well, it's going to kill somebody. I hear these governors say, it was all worth it if we save one life. What about all the lives you killed? People killing one another. We had a, I think we had, since this COVID started, we had eight fires, three suicides, one domestic violence we went on. Uh Three suicides, I told you. I think four or five overdoses, deaths. How come nobody's counting those? Those are all the results of, like a lot of my addict friends that were making a turn for the best. Can't go to work. We had them right on the verge of going to work. They just threw up their towel. They throw back addicted again. They're probably going to all end up in prison. They got cases hanging over them. So plastic bags are back. Why? Because they're clean. Getting a fresh cup of coffee with the new new cup, paper cup. It's healthy. It's clean. People now are all becoming health conscious, germ conscious. You need to wear a mask to think about me. You're just selfish. I was carrying a picket sign, protest sign in Sacramento going back to my car, getting ready to back, drive back to uh, Sacramento with Paul Ward, my friend from Glad Tidings. Some guy yells out, go home. Don't protest. We like it like this, living under a communist. He had an opinion. Why don't you have an opinion? Tell people, go home. So this guy's writing, he says, uh, people should be asking why governments jeopardized our well-being and put us all at risk in the first place when they banned single-use plastic bags. So Gavin Newsom has put a moratorium on all this bag silliness. Let me put my diseased bag on your conveyor belt so everything that comes after it apples rolling across here and clothing and bananas all get some funky disease from them you know it's just funny how they make these laws they said oh yeah there's 500 million uh straws a day going in the ocean that's totally ridiculous nobody's standing counting the star 
the star, uh, straws into going in the ocean. Nobody's doing that. Kid just made that up in the paper, printed it because they liked the idea of banning the straws. Now they got these funky white straws and paper straws somewhere. I can't remember where, where it was. So, so they gave it a, we got a little moratorium on the use of these funky bags where you got, you poop in them, you pee in them, then you put your vegetables in them. One study noticed that plastic bag bans were associated with a 46% increase in death. Wow. From foodborne illnesses. That would be funky food. It became funky when the drippings, like for instance, you buy some meat and it's got a little moisture in there and it drips out of the plastic into your bag. And all of a sudden you got little bugs crawling around in there. That's a pretty significant 46% increase in death. All right, we're coming to the end here. And I'm just looking to see what can I say that's most uh, helpful or here, here's just some of the odd, you know, whether you look at green energy, bird blenders, the windmills, they kill hundreds and hundreds of thousands of birds a day. Nobody from the Sierra Club complained. Nobody from the Audubon co complained. Why? Because they're not about the creatures anymore. They're about politics. And they don't like the way the government here in America is being run. So they made a big thing about this uh these bands but then they're not making a big thing about the bags so it says today after we started all this here years ago getting rid of plastic bags today instead of reusing the free single use and line to line their trash cans and dispose of their litter california's now pay 10 cents of every every time they exercise that privilege. And how does this help the environment? When you reusable bags have 11 to 14 times the mass of disposable plastic bags and hardly anyone reuses them more than, more than that many times. In other words, they bought a really expensive bag and that's what they used. So it says then further evidence of the absurdity of laws banning single-use plastic bags is found in a study uncommissioned or study commissioned by the United Kingdom's environmental out outfit, which uh, estimated reusable grocery bags made of cotton fabric to have 131 times greater global warming potential than the conventional disposal plastic bags. So it says now consumers have less reason than ever to reuse their re reusable bags because they're germ carriers. I got paper bags. I don't ever reuse them. I use them in, to line my garbage can and throw them out. Here's a beauty th beautiful thing. Paper is totally recyclable. They can handle a plastic as well. 
that really thin plastic. I'm just looking at seeing if I can find. Oh, it says even among those who reuse these bags, those are the thicker plastic ones. If they reuse them more than 11 times or 14 times or 131 times, how many people disinfect them every single time? They don't. They are a germ factory. A headline to New York Department of Health about grocery bags. Smart choice. Bizarre advice considering all the elaborate cautions underneath the headline. So underneath the headline, it says this. The department advises grocery shoppers to segregate different foods in different bags to package meat and fish and poultry in small disposable bags instead of their tote bags to wash and dry their tote bags carefully to store the tote bags in a cool, dry place and never reuse the grocery grocery tote bags for anything but food. It's just complicated. Just They've just totally screwed it all up. Instead of letting people have the choice on what to do with bags, they are dictating how to do them, and they just get us. In. The more government dictates how to live our life, the worse we are. Well, we're out of time. Uh, this is six segments, and uh, I've kept my word. We're just a little over two hours. But uh, those clips in there will push it out a little bit. So uh, hope you enjoyed some of this information. And we will, uh, Lord willing, be back next week. And if you can make those meetings at Glad Tidings, if you're from this Northern California area, I think it will equip you to, you know, it's uh, my friend Dave Bryant said, you can't make a good decision without good information. And I'm trying to give you good information. All right. Check you out next time. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them. Someone to love, someone to love, sweetheart of miss, sweetheart of miss.